Welcome to Unleash the Awesome with Dave Gambrill. All of us have unique skills, talents, and abilities that aren't being used to their full potential. Our mission is to share the people, tools, apps, and other resources that will help you unleash your awesome on the world. Yo, what's up? It's Dave. Welcome to another episode of Unleash the Awesome. Today, let's talk about if you're not assessing, you're guessing. If you're not assessing, you're guessing. I got today's title from my friend Paul Colodi, who I met years ago. He was working as a strength and conditioning coach in minor league sports, and I was working in the front office minor league sports. That's when I first met Paul, but turns out that he ended up working at the local high school and has worked with some of my kids to help them uh, get stronger and faster and things like that. And he's one of the best and smartest strength and conditioning coaches that I know. So I saw him post something on Instagram the other day about a new piece of equipment that he got. And he was talking about how if you're not measuring what you're doing from baseline to then the results that you're trying to get in the weight room or in speed and agility or whatever, then you're just guessing. You don't you don't know if you're making any progress if you're not measuring. And it made me think of the famous and often quoted quote from Peter Drucker, who said, what gets measured gets managed, right? And so let's talk about this. Let's talk about what you're assessing, what you're measuring, things like that. Uh, and I'll start with th- something that everybody can relate to, whether you've had problems with it or struggles with it or not, uh, and it's weight gain or weight loss and the things that people measure, right? So you can kind of guess that you're losing weight if your clothes start to fit better, you know, if you look in the mirror and your face feels a little thinner, stuff like that. But if your goal is to lose body fat, right, most people will then say, okay, I'm just going to step on a scale and I'm going to weigh myself. And while that has been a pretty good way to get a general idea of whether or not you're losing body fat, there are other things available to us now where you can do a DEXA scan or they used to use calipers where they would measure certain parts of your body to determine the adipose tissue there. Uh, there's, There's all kinds of things now. You can float in these little pods and they can measure your body fat, all kinds of stuff. But in those cases, they will measure, uh, in many of those cases, your bone density, your lean muscle mass, and then your fat. So you could see what your body fat percentage is, not just your weight, right? So a lot of people would say, if I wanted to lose weight, I would just step on a scale and I would measure that. And that would be okay. That would be all right for most people. But the problem becomes is that the scale is only a lagging indicator. It's a lagging indicator, meaning you don't really get results in that data set until the thing is done, until the end. It lags whatever action you're taking to lose that weight. Okay, So what you need to look at, and many people will tell you this if you wanna lose weight, right? It really comes down to, even with all the science and technology and things that we have available to us today, it still really comes down to if you want to lose weight, you need to burn more calories than you consume. And so looking at your calories burned each day, which if you have an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or something like that, many of those things will give you some pretty good estimate. They get pretty close on your calorie burn. But you could also wear it. Now they have these like real-time glucose monitors you can like stick on the back of your arm and get like literally real-time data from your body to your phone. So no matter what you're measuring or how you're measuring it, you can get pretty good indication of your resting calorie burn each day as well as your active calorie burn. And I know that my Apple Watch breaks it down in those two categories. So 
you could look at that and then if you tracked your calories in through i don't know something like my fitness pal is an app that a lot of people use i, I use it it's, it's pretty good i don't know if it's the best but it works for me uh, and so then those two things are leading indicators they're leading data sets about losing weight because we know generally that you have to have about a 500 to a thousand calorie deficit per day if you wanted to lose a pound or so in a week right and that varies depending on a number of factors but that's just the general math so instead of waiting to say you know i'm going to weigh myself which a lot of people do they weigh themselves every day at all kinds of different times of the day which there's all kinds of reasons why you should or should not do that right talk to whoever is guiding you who's ever coaching you through your fitness journey but generally your your weight on a scale is going to fluctuate based on a number of things fluid retention whether or not you've gone to the bathroom recently um, all kinds of other things whether or not i've eaten recently all kinds of stuff medications that you could be taking things like that so most people say just you know weigh yourself once a week at most but the calories burned and the calories consumed you can measure every day and so you know pretty well that if you looked at your calories burned and your calories consumed and you had that deficit of 500 to a thousand every day then you know pretty much that when you go step on that scale in a week that you will have at least lost a pound maybe more depending on how big those calorie deficits were and whether you're working out and things like that and how much weight you had to lose to begin with how much body fat you had to, to begin with right so if you don't assess those things then you're just guessing if you don't assess the calories in and the calories burned then you're guessing so if your only data point was that lagging indicator of stepping on the scale and then you'd step on the scale each week and be like i don't understand why this isn't working i'm working out right but you didn't think about the other side of the equation what you're eating i'm sure you've heard this idea of you can't uh, outwork your kitchen habits all right so you could be working out you could be running and doing all kinds of stuff all kinds of cardio and resistance training and whatever else but if you're eating a pizza and drinking a six-pack of beer you know two and three times a week for dinner um that's probably not going to help right those those would be some leading indicators you need to look at and go well if this continues to happen this way then the result the lagging indicator will be that the weight is going to remain the same or go up on the scale right so lead versus lag indicators the same thing happens with businesses right so i coach a lot of people through building a side hustle and then scaling that to some people have done six and seven figures it's eight figures actually in a few cases and I've coached people through that process. And when people first get started, the first thing they'll look at is they'll say, okay, how much money am I making? And even that is not broken down very clearly. They'll, I'll just say, hey, um, what, are you, what are you looking at? What are your key performance indicators, KPIs, right? That's a geeky corporate term, but it's one of those ones that actually fits, I think. And so I continue to use it. What are your key performance indicators? And people look at me like, what? Like, what are you measuring? How do you know you're successful? And they'll say, well, I'm making money. Okay, are you, are you making money? Is that revenue, right? Or is that profit? Is that uh, EBITDA, right? Is that after expenses and all that other stuff and taxes, whatever? Is that like a net? Like that's, that's, how money, that's how much profit, like that's take home, like you could go spend that? Or is that top line revenue? And a lot of times people are like, I don't, I don't even know, right? So we have to have a little conversation around that. But then what I think is shocking to almost everybody that, that I work with is then I'll say to them, Okay, so what 
are so the, and I explained to them like this is a lagging indicator so I'm like what are some of the leading indicators you're looking at in your business to know if it's tracking in the right direction and almost 100% of the time I just get a blank stare they're like huh what does that even mean I don't huh and so I'll explain to them well if like in my case I'll often talk about building your email list because email list growth is a good leading indicator assuming this is the big assumption but assuming that your conversion rate as you move people through your sales funnel is working and is okay, then generally, if you're putting people in the top of the funnel, which would be building your email list, building your following, things like that, then if you follow the ADA framework, which I've talked about on this podcast before, awareness, interest, desire, action, that from the top of the funnel, awareness is at the top, interest, desire, action. As you move people through, like if you put 100 people in at the top, you know that generally maybe you'll get five to 10 people to buy at the bottom, right? And so that, and those are just kind of made up numbers. But you kind of got to know what those are. Those are like middle of the funnel conversion things. Those are also kind of lagging things, your conversion rate. But if you know that you're going to convert, let's just for easy math, say 10%, right? 10 people every time you put 100 in, then what I would be looking at if I were you and your business is how often are you putting 100 people in your, in your email list? in your CRM, whatever, however you're tracking people. I just tend to use email lists because that's what I recommend people make or build, right? So I'm like, okay, so if you know that for every 100 people you put in now, you get 10 sales, now you have some actionable things here. If that were to remain the same, right? Because people say, well, I want to make more sales. I say, well, what do you think we have to do now? Put 100 more people in. And then there's all kinds of ways you could do that. You could do it through organic growth or um ads, running ads to your funnel, whatever, which is a little bit different because these people may not know you. It's cold traffic, whole other conversation for another day. But but now we have some idea of what's happening. 100 in, 10 conversions out. We have a good lead indicator. Like if we put 100 in, we know that we get 10 out and then we know how much money we actually make. And th this may sound hilarious. I don't know, shocking. I don't know what it is, but like I know of lots of people that have won these prestigious awards that you'll see people talking about online, all these uh, different things where they, they send you these awards in the mail or whatever. And, and I've literally talked to people that have earned these things. And I said, hey, congratulations. Like, how did you do that? Tell me the backstory. And people are like, well, I got this award for winning a million dollars, but basically I spent like $2 million to do it. <laughs> and hopefully you all caught that. Wait a second, you spent $2 million to make a million dollars, so basically you're still down a million dollars? Yeah, right? And some people just go into business that way, but I don't teach that. And if you're trying to build a side hustle, like I try to teach you to be, I don't try, I do teach you to be profitable as soon as you can, as early as you can. That's why I'm a big fan of digital products right off the bat instead of e-commerce because digital products, those margins are pretty fat. By the time you make your own course, or your own membership group or whatever and get it online, you're really just paying for the software and the time, effort, and energy it took you to create that content and get it online. And then after that, the margins are pretty fat. We're talking 80%, 90% in some cases. And so, you know, I, I teach a lot of that stuff. But, you know, many people are like, I want to get those awards. I want to do those things. I'm like, well, if you want to do it the way where you're going to make money the whole way and you can have the lifestyle and the freedom and flexibility that you're looking for, then there's one way to do it. But if you just want to go do it as fast as you can and you don't care how you want, how you get there, then yeah, these people, there's other people I know I can send you to that will teach you how to spend $2 million to make a million. And if that's all you want, then yes, you can go follow that path, right? 
And so you gotta, you gotta know these things. And you gotta know when you're watching people in the marketplace and deciding who to follow or who to listen to or what advice to take. Like, there are a lot of people that will walk around because of social proof, they'll walk around saying, I won this award and I won that award, right? But you should be asking yourself like, but are you profitable? Are you working? Did you leave a job that you hated where you're working, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week to go to something that now you work basically 24 seven and you're not making any money? Like that, I don't think that's the destination any of you are looking to, to go to. And so that's not what I teach about. That's not how I, I share the stuff that I share in my digital marketing mentorship group, on my email list, like, and all the stuff that I do. All right. I talk about let's get some of these digital products online, these courses, memberships, things like that. There's other people that I might refer you to that are more specific around those things. But the people that I refer you to believe in the same thing. Like, how can you set this thing up? So it's making money from the start. Might not be, you know, gushing money. And obviously, I'm not making income claims. This is not get rich quick. You have to put in the effort. These are real businesses. But when you put the effort in and you build them right, then you kind of do the work once. There's, a, there's some heavy lifting up front. There's some maybe, quote, hustle and grind a little bit up front to get the thing built and running. But then the idea is once it's running like that, then your whole job just becomes continuing to market it. Because you know if you put 100 people in, 10 people are going to buy then you just go out and, and do that. And many of the people that you see online now, myself included, we spend most of our time, the reason you'll see us on social media and doing podcast episodes and sending out emails and stuff like that is we have this back end, it's called, right? This back end machine that's running. And we know that if we put X amount of people into it, we're going to get X amount of dollars on the back end. Now, that's a crude way of talking about customer acquisition and how I'm going to help and serve new people, right? But from a strictly business sense, I know 100 people in, 10 people out, or whatever the math is for you and your business, right? My mind's a little better than that. Uh, actually, a lot better than that. So, But I know if I put X amount of people in, I get X amount of people out. And so, of course, I spend a disproportionate amount of my time doing front-end, top-of-the-funnel activities like doing this podcast and educating people and teaching people and providing value and building up goodwill in the marketplace, community, and things like that. Because I know the more people that come to know, like, and trust me and that I actually help them and help them get some results, then they're much more likely to go buy whatever it is I'm selling or promoting for someone else or something like that, right? But again, I measure it. And so when people come to me and they say, hey, I want you to promote this thing, there are some measurements that I'll ask them for and the ones that are good will be prepared with it. And they'll say, hey, this is your cost per click or this is your whatever. I say, okay, cool. This is what you can expect to earn per lead that you send our way, right? Which is just a different measurement of 100 in, 10 out. I'll say, okay, cool. And they've often tested it to their own list, which you got to then know a little bit like, okay, their list knows them. My list might not know them, my email list. And so when I make that handoff, the conversion might not be as high. But again, I would only be guessing if I was not assessing, right? If you're not assessing, you're guessing. So I don't want any of this to slow you down if you're just trying to get a business started because I know a lot of you are wired like me where I'm more concerned about the wow than the how. And so if you are like me and you're like, wow, let's just get going, then get going, get some momentum. We can start looking at the metrics after you get going a little bit, but you don't want to wait too long to start looking at those and seeing like, okay, like what is your burn rate here? Like how much money did you want to put into this? And then what was your expected return on investment for that money? And like, how long can you do that? What's your runway? 
because uh, that's what happens to a lot of people is they go like, oh, okay, and they get some investor money and then they just run, but they don't think about like, oh, we have to make some money here. We have to turn a profit. What are our KPIs? What are some things we should be looking at? And they're, again, in that case, they only look at the end numbers. Like, we're not making money yet. And so when I try to help them, I'll say, well, what explain to me, like, for every phone call you make with a prospect, like, how many of them are closed, you know, getting closed? And like, I don't know. I'm like, well, let's figure that out. And then now that you know that, then how many phone calls do you have to make based on that conversion rate to make $100, $1,000, a million, whatever, right? But now we know. Instead of guessing, we're assessing. So my encouragement to you would be think about what it is you're doing, whether it's in your personal life, your business life, whatever. You know, as Drucker would say, what gets measured gets managed. And I would encourage you to think about these lead and lag indicators. If you want a deeper dive on it, which I don't think is required, but I know some of you like to, to go deep on this stuff. I think the book is called The Four Disciplines of Execution. And I think the guy's name, the author is Chris McChesney, McKesney, something like that. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes for you so you can get access to it if you want. But, you know, that book talks about some of these lead and lag indicators. But you don't really need that, to read that to understand that, right? It's just you have to measure some output, right? For a lot of people, they're just measuring money because that's an easy scoreboard. But, like, you need to get more granular on that. Right? What is actual revenue versus what is profit? Like what after all of our expenses, are we actually making any money? So you need to get that locked on. But once you define that, I would encourage you to move kind of top of funnel and say, okay, what are some of these lead indicators that we can look at, that we can measure, that we can manage to say, you know, we need to bring a hundred people in to get 10 sales or whatever the case may be, because then that is actionable. And then that helps you make decisions on things like should we hire more salespeople? Should we scale? So like all these things. And the same thing goes back to the fitness example. If you're looking at your calories in and your calories out, and now I happen to be recording this podcast on a Friday. So I'm going into the Friday and I am measuring calories in and calories out. And I know how I'm tracking today and I know how I'm tracking on the week. So let's say I want to have a piece of pizza later today. I know based on my leading numbers that I'm looking at this week and my calories burned and what's going on today and how I've eaten calories today and burned calories today that if I wanted to, a slice or maybe even two of pizza is in play, that that would be okay. And that I would still stay on track for what it is I'm trying to do because I measured those. But if I didn't measure that, and then I was just like, which is what I was doing for a really long time of my life, I'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm stressed or I worked hard this week. Like I deserve it, even though I'm not burning enough calories to offset what I already ate. And then the pizza comes and instead of thinking about boundaries right up front around, okay, one piece of pizza is going to cost me this in terms of calories or carbs or whatever. And like two pieces will be this. I would just like, oh, this is good. Let me have another. Oh, this is good. Let me have another. Let me support local commerce and small businesses. Let me have, eat a whole pizza. <laughs> I've never done that. I shouldn't say never. There are times in my life where I consumed a whole pizza in one sitting, but I was usually much younger, but you know what I'm saying? So anyway. When you know the lead indicators, the lead numbers, the lead things, your KPIs going in, it helps you make much, much, much better decisions about the outcome that you are trying to achieve. And of course, when you measure these things, when you manage these things, when you assess them instead of guessing about them, then this thing, everything I've talked about for the last 19 minutes, definitely, definitely will help you unleash you're awesome on the world. See you. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Awesome. 
Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please share us on your favorite social media platforms using hashtag UnleashAwesome.